municipal and district chief executives, CEOs and deputies of all state agencies, past and present leadership of the new patriotic party, former regions and all constituencies, representatives of all political parties in Ghana, academia and heads of all institutions, civil society and non-governmental organizations, representatives of all workers' unions and other bodies, distinguished invited guests, students, our UPSA family, the Pro-VC, who is our host for today, fellow patriots from all over Ghana, our media partners from across the country, and every citizen here gathered, especially our cherished viewers on all stations and channels who are listening to us today. Our deepest appreciation for your time, for your presence, and your dedication. We promise you an exciting journey together. Thank you for joining us. And now, and now he is the aide to lead the majestic elephant party. He is persevering and yet extremely gentle and calm, but he has a firm hand. Your Excellencies, Honorable Members, Distinguished Invited Guests, Fellow Patriots, let us welcome with a resounding applause our National Chairman, Honorable Stephen Ayesu Intim. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a very tall addressing of all the dignitaries. I'll give it a shot. Your Excellency, the Vice President of the Republic, the person of Al-Haji, Dr. Mahmoudou. Your Excellency, former President, John Ajekun Kufo, the General Secretary of the New Patriotic Party, Justin Kudia Frimpong. All protocols duly observed. I am happy to welcome all of you, those of us gathered in this auditorium and those watching through various media channels to this historic occasion. On the 4th of November, 2023, 
we made history. The MPP made history by electing His Excellency Dr. Alhaji Mahmoudou Baumia as the presidential candidate of the new patriotic party. Not only is he the fourth presidential candidate of the party in this dispensation, but he's also the first minority candidate. This is a testament to the party's commitment to democracy and inclusivity. By electing Dr. Baumia, we have demonstrated that we are not an exclusivist party, but one that values diversity and embraces different perspectives. I commend Dr. Mahmoud Baumia for his exceptional determination and hard work, which has earned him the well-deserved position of the MPP's presidential candidate for 2024. I congratulate him on my behalf as well as on behalf of all the national officers, most of whom are present here with us. Their continual support for the party and the democratic process is greatly appreciated. Indeed, our presence here today shows our love for the party and commitment to its values. Thank you for being part of our journey towards a better future. I want to express my sincere appreciation to the party's rank and file for their discipline and hard work in organizing the widely acclaimed, peaceful and transparent presidential and parliamentary primaries. I commend your efforts, and I expect all parliamentary candidates and party executives to take immediate action by reaching out to all unsuccessful aspirants and form an formidable constituency campaign teams to guarantee our party retains its majority in the 10th parliament. Failure to do so is not an option. It is time to put aside all differences and come together. Let us bridge every gap, heal every wound, and work together with a renewed passion for victory. Remember, when we stand united, we are unstoppable. So let's join hands and search or march in unity towards a resounding first round victory on December 7th. <laughs> Having said this, it is indeed possible. I don't want to take the wind out of the sail of our flag bearer, so thank you for listening and I leave the floor. Thank you. I think we could do it better.
Another round of applause for our honorable chairman. He's popularly called Ghana's gentle giant. He ruled from 2000 to 2008. Your Excellencies, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, we now invite the most revered former president of Ghana for his message. Our beautiful first lady, Mrs. Rebecca Kufado, Your Excellency, Vice President, the man of the moment, Mahmoudou Baumia, and our second lady, party elders, party members, excellencies of the diplomatic corps, our revered chiefs and queen mothers, and all of the citizens of Ghana watching this program, whether from within these halls or from outside. I have come to bear witness to the candidate who is being inaugurated today. I have always seen him as a man of destiny. I first saw him, and that was about 2002. He was just a is it research assistant to the governor of the Central Bank, and in faraway London, this young man delivered a paper at an international conference of um, giants from the city of London, the financial world, and some very powerful people of government. And immediately he finished his address. He was going to sit down, but there was something in his statement and about him. I was president of Ghana then. In fact, till then I hadn't even spoken with him ever before. But, but I sent somebody, I think one of the officers with me, go and call me that young man. He came, I congratulated him, and I don't know what, what came in me. Prophetically, I told him, carry on like that, and you'll go far. Then, 2008, 
as I was stepping down and the party had chosen president, uh, then candidate Akufuado, who later became president. Somehow Akufuado picked this same young man to be his running mate. Till then, Baumia was not even in the main stream of party. He was a party man, all right, but behind the scenes. So we picked him. And uh, of course, there were, there were some surprises. People expressed misgivings. I thought of it, and then at a party meeting in the Aliza Hotel, I remembered my first meeting of, with this young man in London, the, and what I told him. Then it dawned on me again to more or less prophesy. I appealed to the party just to accept this man to carry on, man of destiny. Today, we've all gathered here to launch him as our presidential candidate for 2024 election for president of Ghana. As I said, I come to bear witness that this man definitely is on a mission, a mission determined by destiny. And please, let's all accept him to, to continue. We happen to be living in times where the whole world, the whole world is in a flux. Leadership is very, very scarce. Quality leadership. If anybody aspires to be a leader without command of the new technologies, like digitalization, <laughs> Also, without a deep grasp of geopolitics, I tell you, he may be a man uh, in terms of uh, mastering some of the old disciplines like, say, uh, economics, politics, and all that. But I tell you, very likely he may be found wanting, wanting sooner than later. This young man here seems to have these... Uh, instruments under his belt. Digitalization, geopolitics, and additionally, we've seen him perform loyally under President Akufuado, and he's been also in public view since he got selected as the vice presidential candidate in 2008. He's hallmarked by humility, and the temperance requisite for the job of leading a nation in search of a way forward. Ghana has come to a crossroads, and I'm serious here. It's not the normal, regular politics we want. We want a leadership with a vision, even in the complex world I've talked about. Uh, the leader that would be able to match out the new technologies to pick the requisite manpower. And here, allow me, I'm a party man soundly, but I tell you, we should be talking about the nation and not so much about the party. We must get people 
of competence to work with him to find our way out of the confusion our society and economy have been plunged into. I wouldn't blame any side. You look at the track records of all the parties, I tell you, you can't find one that can say that in their time they were excellent or superb. No. We are in a new situation and I believe the saying that come with the man is now. Has come for this man. And I like the theme that I posted against the wall. Look at behind the lectern there. Bold solutions for the future. Without the preparations I've talked about, understanding the new technologies and knowing and really committed to your nation to secure a decent and dignified niche in the global context for your nation. That is geopolitics. Without them, I tell you, we will continue to wallow. So, I'm witnessing that, I, it seems, look at the field of the arena presidency now. It seems this man, destiny for this time, Ghana. I'm appealing to the whole nation to give him the chance to come. I have a feeling, I have a very strong feeling, he is truly the man of the moment and Ghana must accept him. So this is it. Thank you very much. A big round of applause for His Excellency, the former president, John Ajekum Kufuor. And that's a handshake of blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are almost ready to receive the leader as he delivers his vision statement. Ahead of that though, Ghanaians have been expressing some expectations. And we lost the sound there from the uh, UPSA. Uh, we'll get back uh, to the UPSA premises where this is happening. As you see, the information minister is introducing a packaged uh, piece that is being aired right now. Once the audio is fixed, we will take you back to the UPSA auditorium for this. This, this room is part of it. We just had the, the address by the former president, John Ajukunkufo. What do you make of his deployment today? He's, de he's been deployed instead of the current president. We can go now. In fact, we can go sure. to the UPSA okay. now. Let's go to the UPSA and watch uh, what is currently being uh, screened to the rest of the people in, in the auditorium. Address on Ghana's next chapter. Expectations are high for bold solutions and a visionary roadmap for the future. People across the country are looking forward to the speech. Let's get on the street and find out. My expectation as a student is that we 
more jobs in the country because our students there are a lot of unemployment in the country and also there's a lot of brain drains in the country whereby students are traveling to see greener pastures elsewhere and it doesn't really help boost or improve the economy of Ghana. Ahead of Dr. Baumler's speech on Wednesday, I'm expecting to see bold solutions. It's been 32 years of Ghana's fourth democracy and we have not really seen any bold solutions. My expertise is that Nay, <laughs> between 2017 and now the government of ghana has executed tens of thousands of projects across the length and breadth of this country we have used the taxpayers' money to deliver on public goods and services. And the time has come to tell the story and the detail of that story of what has been executed so far. and innovation. We are taking the production of aquaculture from 4,000 to over 6,000 metric tons. We have worked very hard to make it possible for Ghana to become the headquarters of the Africa continental trade. We've done a lot. We've completed several years uncompleted the choir hospital. We've also found new oil in the Jubilee Southeast pumping around 30,000 new barrels of oil to help increase our revenue base as a country. The government, since 2017, has constructed over 40 kilometers of drains. The Tamale Airport is now an international airport. We have added, we have upgraded it to international. We lost the audio again. Um, this is something that we are trying to fix so we can have a stable connection uh, to the place when the Vice President starts speaking. 
uh, we will bring that to you as you can see now I think we should have the audio back um, okay well people are now upstanding you're waiting to hear from the vice presidents now and we should go there pretty pretty soon okay uh, unfortunately we we've lost a feed entirely and and, and Winston I was making the point earlier about the deployment of the, of the former president, and not the current one. Um, former president, loved by majority, by a lot of Ghanaians. Uh, he's been described as arguably the best president of the Fourth Republic. If you are within the current times that we find ourselves, where President Akufo has become very unpopular, even in his own party and nationally, he's the last person you want to send there. And, you know, when we did the Ghana greats on Jay Kufo, uh, you heard people say he has native wisdom. Listen to what he said about him. He actually went back recollecting his meeting with him in 2002 after he had delivered a lecture. Mm -hmm. A lecture in the midst of a lot of people. So he's telling you the pedigree of this man. Then he said, at the time, I said, he is a man of destiny. Mm -hmm. He tracks it to 20, uh, uh, 2008. Uh, because then he didn't meet him again. What he didn't tell you was that he would appoint him as second deputy governor. Then he says, oh, in 2008, when he shows up again, I say, oh, this man is back. Well, truly, this is a man of destiny. And then relates it to 2024, talking about the times that we find ourselves in. Mm. If you want to be a leader of any country, you must leverage technology. And in doing so, you're leveraging or um, you, you have to digitize, and he will be the... Let's go now, okay. the Vice President is speaking. ...religious leaders, traditional leaders, CEOs present, invited guests, members of the media distinguished, ladies and gentlemen. Three months ago, I was elected as leader and flag bearer of the new Patriotic Party to lead the party into the 2024 elections. I am eternally grateful to His Excellency the President, Nana Adodanko, the opportunity to serve as Vice President. Eleven days ago, the party also completed its election of parliamentary candidates for the 2024 elections. Let me use this opportunity to also appreciate the leadership and grassroots of our beloved party, the MPP, for the seamless organization of the parliamentary primaries following on the I believe the time has now come for me to speak to you, the good people of Ghana, about my candidature, what we have experienced as a nation, my vision and priorities, and why I believe I am the best candidate for the presidency of this country. I recognize that submitting myself to your from interviewing for a job 
one needs to tell a prospective employer what he has accomplished in his previous job and how he can successfully deliver in the new position he is seeking, which is what I seek to do in this speech. Even though tonight is about sharing my vision and policy priority, I crave your indulgence to broadly set up the context. I will first talk about the record of our government and my contribution as Vice President before I lay out my vision. So I ask for your patience. Ladies and gentlemen, when we assumed office in 2017, we were confronted with an economy with declining economic growth along with several and challenges. Ladies and gentlemen, when we assumed office in 2017, we were confronted with an economy with declining economic growth along with several problems and challenges. Time was provided by the former president and my main opponent for the 2024 presidential election, who announced to the nation that the meat was finished and the economy was left with bones. Notwithstanding the difficult economy we inherited, we had to get on with it and start to fix the problems. We started with a clear, decisive, and deliberate program to, among other things, stabilize the economy, fix DUMSO, fix the National Health Insurance Scheme, fix the roads, clear the areas, make education free and accessible, significantly enhance social protection for the vulnerable in society, industrialize our economy, tackle youth employment, unemployment, and empower farmers. Between the fiscal deficit, exchange rate depreciation, and the trade balance, we're all moving in the right direction. However, between 2020 and 2022, we experienced severe challenges triggered by the pandemic, which brought the world and our country to a thundering halt. We may be tired of hearing it, but there is no avoiding the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic and the Russia-Ukraine war resulted in the greatest economic depression in the world since the 1930s, with most countries recording negative GDP growth. The severity, especially of the pandemic, was captured in the words of the IMF managing director, then asked, and I quote, this crisis like no other, this is a crisis like no other, 
pandemics don't respect borders. Neither do the economic shocks they cause. The outlook is dire. We expect global economic activity to decline to a scale we have not seen since the Great Depression." End quote. Supply chain disruptions and rising price of oil resulted in major increases in the prices of fuel, freight, and food across the globe. I believe it is worth pointing out that in addition to the external factors, there, are, there were two major items of expenditure that are critical to understanding the difficult economic situation we have faced. And these are the banking sector cleanup and the energy sector SX capacity payments that we inherited. Expenditure on these three items, including the COVID-19 expenditure, cumulatively amounted to 50.1 billion Ghana cities. And this was financed from borrowing. Ladies and gentlemen, the fiscal deficit which was reduced